0: Are you going to play the whole thing? Oh, for fuck's sake. It's only a minute.
1: (laughs) Yo, I I try not to post anything depressing or or downbeat on here, but... Man, sometimes. I mean, do you ever think about missed opportunities? Like, what if we had allowed the guy that named walkie-talkies to name everything? I mean, stamps could be licky-stickies. Bumblebees could be fuzzy-buzzies. Defibrillators could be... Hardy starties, forks could be grabby stabbies, <laughs> bras could be breasty nesties, breasty nesties. socks could be heedy feeties, hippos, they could be floaty bloaties, It's uh, also what they call me at the beach, uh, I, I mean, it's endless, the possibilities are endless, pregnancy tests could have been maybe babies. <laughs> nightmares could have been screamy dreamies missed opportunities i feel you
2: brother this is i feel him this is the pits of dad chat embrace that shit i don't have a kid one day inshallah. inshallah one day
0: <laughs> one day for you you'll embrace this shit bruh it's
2: kind of mad still yeah Terribly. <laughs> <laughs> <todic> episode 15 15 that was better than last week's Gams. i went mean, quator's last week that was awful that. yeah i did say that i did say that
0: um yeah man here we are again this and terribly it's your boys we are back thank you to everybody listening to episode 14 and the ones before mm-hmm. quick shout out we do this every single time but we have to do it big up to all of our listenership Everybody who's listening on soundcloud mm-hmm. weird that we got some fans there
2: we love soundcloud but yeah
0: shout out you spotify mm-hmm. apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. even the people who are just like tuning in on youtube mm-hmm. all, all, all 20 of you um shout out you shout out to people who put their name on the mailing list because they want to receive some emails from us god damn it we That's love you we are
2: going to get around we're going to have to get around to writing some shit yeah because they've if, given us their time yeah and if They're you ain't to give them something
0: yeah and if you ain't done that do that because our emails. Uh, potentially, in theory,
2: pretty lit. It's going to be lit. Yeah, yeah, Inshallah, yeah.
0: InshaAllah, it's going to be decent. 100%. 100%. 100%. But I hope you guys are all doing well. If you're in the UK, it's been a pretty decent week and a half or so. We're allowed out, baby. The sun is shining. Locked out. I think Boris even said today that, technically speaking, the UK is no longer in a pandemic. That's mad chat. Say what? That's mad chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently. Because- and,
2: until we can actually bev inside a pub. We're still in a panoramic.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Panasonic ain't quite over yet.
2: It's... I'm, I'm, I'm having to book gardens. For yeah. the first time in a very long time, Tottenham were actually in a cup final and I can't get a seat.
0: For real. And I don't get what anybody says. It's still too blitz outside to be just gallivanting and yeah, outside. You you got to be really covered up for Date that in, shit. Dates in a puffer
2: jacket. Yeah, yeah, That's
0: yeah. That's not yeah. me.
2: <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. How you been, man? What you been saying, Johnny Boy? Bro, what haven't I been saying? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I took last Friday off work and I spent 10 hours in the pub. That's mad. I ended up like outdoors. He- yeah. Outdoors puffed up. Um, nice. just with the boy. Honestly, I was so bad. Me and my mate were just headbutting each other in the garden. Raw. Yeah. White boy shit. It was mad. Why are you Caucasians like this? It's, I don't know. Booze and freedom. Two of our greatest institutions. It's crazy though.
0: Like so what, what, what runs through you chemically? That's just like, yeah, your head seems like it wants to meet mine.
2: Yes. Ethanol. Okay. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. I can't explain it. Like, obviously, it's mad chat. And it also blew my fucking diet apart as well, right? Oh. I'm on this weight loss race. Oh, yeah. Beer does that to you, doesn't it? Well, it's rum, obviously, right? You've never uh, seen uh, me drink yeah, my in my life. But yeah, I was, I was doing so well. I got down to the, the, the race that we've got on. Does his... rum
0: fuck with your waistline?
2: No, not really. Not oh. as heavy. It depends you what just, you're mixing it with. I'm mixing it with junk, lemonade. That's you, not ideal. All right. You just junk fooding after or what? Yeah, man, ah, it was okay. awful. You. We also it, like obviously if you're a professional sesh like I am, yeah, then you you pre munch right professional sesh, professional sesh. Okay. Um, so these times we've got to the pub, had a couple, gone to the chippy next door, got a large sausage and chips, boshed that, then another seven hours in the pub, got home, chicken burger, ten wings, chips, woke up the next morning, played football, come home. You're doing Caucasian patois again. <laughs> Got another Bev lined up later, so I've got another chicken burger, 10 wings, chips in Bosch, further Bev's, wake up on Sunday, feel like shit, of course you do. Get a He's rapping like Twister right now. What can I say? The flow is magic. So I don't. I'm icy baby. Baby. So, two twos, the diet went out the window. So the race The race is three days in a row under 185 pounds. Huh. Right? Three days yeah. in a row under 185 pounds. Um, and I got down to like 187.4. Right. Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and then went up to like 193 or something. Shit, man. So I blew that apart. So now I've finally worked off last weekend's sesh, and I'm back down as of this afternoon, 187.4 again. So we're back, baby. Uh, Do you but know I could have done without it. Do
0: you know what I resent? What, uh, what? Is when people look at me and they're like, oh, you're black, it's just in your jeans. What?
2: What's in your Skinniness. jeans? Skinniness. Oh, right. Motherfucker, I work for this. Are black people skinny? I, I mean, don't feel like
0: that's a thing. I mean, I'll take that stereotype in the big dicks as well. I think the word you were looking for was dench. <laughs> we could take that too. Shout out, Leaf will be in Frimpong. <laughs> what, a, what, what a match that was. Where Time did that come did from? It, they're related, right? The, uh, that's,
2: firstly, that's problematic. But they're actually cousins, right? Yeah. Are they actually? Yeah. I, thought I, just, they were. I thought they were just gone in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that brings them together. Uh, to be fair, it should. God Which it. we will revisit yeah, later yeah, yeah. in the episode. Johnny, I think we got somebody who
2: yes. needs to introduce. Yes, yes. Well, we can we can kill two birds with one stone. But let me let me uh, kill the first smaller one to start with. Um, having lost a foreigner, as Rich will explain, uh, we asked Pretty Patel to release. One of her most dangerous. And she said, you can have someone from West London. Yep. And we thought that's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but like, we'll, we'll give it a go.
0: It was either that or someone from the Calais jungle. Kind it of was, a throw up, you know what I mean? Like, but it, yeah, we, yeah.
2: We, we thought we'd go West London. We thought we'd push the boat out. Yeah. And here he is, the ogre at the top. Proud to present my boy, our boy. Man like. The emir of Labrook Grove. Right. Sheikh Tomus. Shout out AJ Tracy. Live and direct. Yeah. Well,
3: go on, Tommy. Very good. Very good. Thanks for having me. Long time listener, first time caller.
2: Hey, uh, <laughs> single man, yeah, yeah, yeah. present yourself.
3: It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, it's good that you mentioned the West London thing actually, because I've got a bone to pick with you, man.
2: Mm. All right.
3: You've got you guys run a pretty diverse podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think I think it's, so. It's important. To I stay. think so. But there is a criminally underrepresented group, which is oh, a, a group that has been marginalised in many a podcast. Oh. West London stand up. Okay, I mean, last week a bit of shade at AJ Tracy opening well, podcast. Nah, we mean, ain't got no one from West
0: London. We yeah. ain't got no one from West London. Do you like AJ Tracy? Oh. Uh, Labra Grove, bro. <laughs> that's not what. That was not <laughs> that's that's the question. The question. would you mean? Not <laughs> the question. Mean? It's I like ask, ask where him, you were
3: from. Do I like? Yeah, I like AJ Tracy, of course. I
0: yeah, he like did He done the high voice. I done my high voice. Oh, yeah, I like AJ Tracy. I mean, to be honest, I don't dislike him. I don't even know where this narrative has come from.
3: There, there is, I think, um, I think, I think it's not only me that feels this way. Oh
0: wow, am I, <laughs> I just, am I li- not allowed sure. in West? Do I need to call it in before no, I come no, there? No, it's not quite there. Your, your visa it still MA. lands. Oh shit, like,
3: it's still yeah, you know. But it may, it was looking shaky at one point. Oh, they were shit. looking that multi-entry to single-entry thing. <laughs> but let's see how,
2: how the cookie. So a different kind there. of ri- different kind of wristband for my man. Uh,
0: look. The talk in the talk, the West ain't gully though, is it? Like, the West needs a rebuild wow, so because like all, all that? I think. Because all I think about when I think about West London is just like Portobello Road and that nice little pub that's just got flowers hanging off it. What's it called? That's fair. The Churchill Arms or something, I live yeah,
3: around the corner from that. Oh, huh. but
0: just to let my but number know,
3: but, but what I will say, <laughs> that's nice. What I will say, yeah, is when you think of West London, what you think of is adding value. Oh, you know okay, right? all right, West London <laughs> is like, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, West London is all right. If if the parts of London were the EU,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> West London is the Germany,
3: right? Oh, it's the right. powerhouse.
2: It's... Well, it's it's the dry bit with no food. Nobody wants to visit on holiday.
3: Sure, sure. But without it, nothing exists. <laughs> <laughs> For real, East London can bring some art, like artistic flair.
2: But there's no tax receipts. There's what do you no, mean? No <laughs> value addition. What do, what, do think, what do you think the docks is at? The what? The home of industry. It's where the city was built from the east of London. City of Maybe. London is
3: its own, uh, it's its own little remit, isn't it? It's not part of any particular borough. No, the but The, of the
2: industry on which London as a metropolis was built was We're from the docks about in the where east. Where you're
3: from? We're not talking about the city of London. We're talking, We're talking about south. We're talking from east. Yeah. We're talking about north. East is east is what's up. All these overrepresented ends. Basically, <laughs> that's
2: where, Do you never anyway. question? Do you never question why west is underrepresented?
3: I think that's the next, that, that's the question that you guys need to ask yourselves. Really. <laughs> because when you look at general society,
0: West is overrepresented. Yeah. But it's you yeah. man, really. Who, okay. Uh, well look, I mean. Us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to, I'm here to yeah. set I mean, things straight. Anybody who is listening um, from West London, yeah, look, my loyalties are to Southeast. I'm from Camberwell. Do you know what I mean? That's where it all started. That's where the parents made the magic happen and that. And then I moved to East. So I got a little bit of a loyalty to there from for the 11 years that I've been here. But like, I like you guys. You're cool. To be honest, it's not my least favourite place in, in, in London. Oh, where's your least? I think no, in terms of ends, North is probably... Wow. It's weird because like it's North is chat. kind of... But North also has the place where I'd live if, if money were no objects. So it's weird. Like, Which is where? Angel. Is it? It's like Angel or Blackheath.
2: See, that's a weird pick, Angel. That is, that is a Why? weird pick. So if that I was, gonna, if I was gonna, area to live, bro. If money wasn't an it's object... It's not very suburban. Yeah. If money wasn't an not? object... What? I don't think so. Oh. If money wasn't an object being I a jew naturally i go to west Hampstead or Hampstead, right Hampstead heath that's what's up that's the i think that's the nicest part of london is that where a lot of jews are there's quite the, yeah we're not is that why you there. would go it's not why i would go it's because i've got a big fucking heath and there's decent bagel me shops. and
0: you've got different struggles bruv i can't just rock up anywhere innit? I, I don't have the privilege of being like oh i can just rock up there and live bruv but the jews ain't ever given you shit i don't know that they might not say it with their mouth, but they say it with their eyes <laughs> wow. when, I, when, I, when we try to get with their daughters and shit. Anyway, moving on, <laughs> <Yeah>. moving on. <laughs> How are you, Rich? Man, like, no, I'm good. I'm all right, man. Uh, it's been an eventful week uh, and yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good. Everything in life is busy right now. God and is guess, good when? Yeah, all the time. And I guess that's a good thing, right? You don't mm-hmm. want to be, you don't want to be uh, idle at any point, but mm-hmm. Yeah, but shout out, but shout out to the newbie Tommy. Um, ugh, calling you a newbie is a bit weird. It shout out to man, weird. like especially 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 since I've known since you, like, so since, I've know you since <laughs> university and they're like we go way back. Ooh, shout imperial out to man, friends. like, and <laughs> Ooh.
3: Ooh, to Imperial,
0: Ooh. Imperial baby. Um, That's another thing
3: that we're doing here. Yeah, what elevating? Just constantly yeah, adding. Yeah. Value. <laughs> to be fair, the average, <laughs> the, average
0: <laughs> the average smarts level is, is, is lifted a little bit. Well, so, I Also, Tommy's. listen to your to your podcast a lot. Yeah, just saying six foot three. <laughs> oh, sh- Oh, wow. Johnny, you are
2: now... Oh, wow. That has happened. I am the shortest person on the podcast. That's happened. Oh, shit. Life creeps up on you quick, bro. But, uh, but yeah. Shit. Maybe, um, yeah. Maybe you men aren't in West Hampstead up at the Burden.
0: But what I was going to say is that it, um, we gotta do it. we got to do this the right way. And I've mm-hmm. never really done an initiation because we've never really had, like, guest appearances. But, like, it feels right. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's time, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Tommy, mm-hmm. sing us in. Mm-hmm.
3: Why don't why don't I sing you guys out? Give me some time to. You want to no, sing no, no,
0: us no. out? No, no, yeah, no, no. Man's here one time and he's already calling shots. What J- the fuck? Like <laughs> he's coming up with rules. What the
2: fuck? It's like it's like we're guests and <laughs> um, his bro. initiation. Initiation is not supposed to be fun, Tommy. it's, yeah. not, to be, it's not, like to not supposed to be. They're not supposed to be comfy. Don't worry, yeah. we can edit all of this out, or we might not. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. I have no problem. <laughs> yeah, voices High right, voice has come back. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got What's
0: the first song? Let's make it easy for you. What's the first song that comes to your mind when you think West London?
3: That's, uh, that's a lot of pressure. I feel like the only thing that's running through my head mind now right now is uh, AJ Tracy's Labra Grove. Basically, obviously, so he can't be rap. You have got to sing of, it. A classic. He
0: needs to pay us after this episode. Do you know what I'm mate. saying? Yeah, it's Jesus. true. Yes. He's got new a new album. album out. New album called Game. Fucking no, hell, bro! But he's independent. He should <laughs> get the struggle going. 100. percent he's also a Tottenham
2: fan. So come no, on. Cop no, AJ Tracy stuff. He's fully. Is he independent? Fully. Yeah. yeah, Fully. 100. Oh wow! I did not
3: know that. Yeah, that's his whole story. But anyway, we'll
0: let you have a moment. You you can hit us with a random singing song when it comes to your mind. Yeah, and we're expecting it. But yeah, the um the obvious situation here mm-hmm. as you listeners are probably caught on is the fact that we don't have um, our friend man like Xavi mm-hmm. here with us today and I'm here to announce that this is going to be the foreseeable uh, situation mm-hmm. um, going forward Zavi has decided to depart the podcast and we wish him all the best with everything um, things are a lot he's a very very busy guys. you all probably know and, yeah, unfortunately, with this, we need, you know, you need to have a certain amount of time. It's podcasting ain't as easy as it may sound. Mm-hmm. But um, we make it sound. Yeah. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time and investment. And sometimes timing isn't the best. So that's all this is. Um, we, we move on. We, we move up. And, you know, we wish him all the best. It is What, it, what is. it is Any questions slide into the DMs and we will ignore <laughs> No I'm joking I've never ignored a DM in my life I'm, I'm way too nice so I'm not gonna lie Yeah like, I think I tried to once and I felt bad the next Yeah bro I day. can't I do it yeah, As soon yeah. as I see it like I I'm have not, to I just, I've have got to. no big time bone in my body Yeah yeah exactly exactly No, But um, but yeah big up we still here man episode 15 What's up That's right are you ready to sing now
3: Yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> gonna
3: go into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's do it. Let's get it. I just realised also. Perfect. Bare chat and no singing. It's a relatively high pitched song. <laughs> <laughs> thing Have me? you heard the song? <laughs> do you think- know what song
2: I'm talking about? No. Which one?
3: No. I sold my soul for the second
0: time man
3: comes in I'm like
2: six foot four yeah three
0: I don't want to I don't want to be stepping Af- on any Af- toes afro here. coming out of the, out the sides of the baseball cap yeah? that's right they all got their top cap and friggin mask of Zorro moustache yeah big facts and then he goes fucking falsetto with an oasis track <laughs> Bro, look I think the, the, that the, if there if you've ever heard of the range in your life <laughs> Tommy is deranged.
2: Didn't even go for a full belly like, step inside (laughs) the iron, you're mine. Like, you could have at least given it some. I thought this was important because he
3: mentioned, uh, obviously, the uh, unimportance of being idle. But also, the song also starts with, I sold my soul for the second time. Shit. That's. (laughs) Wow. prophetic
0: no yes. i like it though i liked how you linked it to something i said that was that was very it's very deep s- that was skills deep and meaningful um, but can you say i you know, mean man? i don't have to say no but, no, but, no, but no, you're no. all but give give the people like a little a little introduction to who you are bro. obviously we know each other we go way back and mm-hmm. you know johnny and um, we all used to work work with each other at once one point but we we went back to university days tell the people about tommy mm-hmm. i've just uh
3: i've just re-emerged into the london scene Mm -hmm. i spent the last five or six years in dubai Mm -hmm. so uh so i am i'm trying to uh find my way in a city that has changed dramatically since i've been away can i ask yeah what has what changed um two things have changed okay one is i guess largely how i perceive things as a Mm -hmm. result of being in a toy place for six years where it's a bubble, right? In Dubai, it's lovely. I enjoyed my time there. But there are many things that you don't see. Right. So when I typically I'd be back in London three times a year, but there'd be times where I would just come back for Christmas, right? So you forget a lot of uh the hustle and bustle of London. Let's put it this way, right? Yeah. So I remember one time jumping out of a train, um, where was it, King's Cross or something? And I saw a homeless person when I got out, right? Lived in London all my life That shouldn't be surprising to me mm. But a year away Living in Really a Kind of a Kind of bubble in Dubai Where you don't see homeless people On the roads You don't really see uh, Certainly in Certain parts of town You know Bad cars And, yeah, and yeah. the rest of it right So there is a shock To the system When you see You know Rats on the street Or like you know dirt mm-hmm. and Things like that right um, But It's kind of Six of one and half a dozen Of the other right Because the, also The reason why You they can keep Dubai the way it is, is because the influx of cheap labour. Right.
0: So how much of your tax-free dollar did you give to that homeless person at King's Cross? Mm-hmm. The listeners want to know. That's a good question. Uh we've Bad gone, we've, so far. We've gone, we've gone, we've gone, we've gone cashless in
3: Dubai.
0: So uh, so, so if you're homeless, you need so a so let card me tell machine you a story. with Tommy. You need a card <laughs> you machine. Say, you say you need a card pin. machine,
3: but I'm not introducing anything new here. I spent copious amounts of time on Lago- in Lagos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The beggars in Lagos Have card machines No Bru- way Big yeah. facts yeah. I've, bruv, I've bruv. given money <laughs> <Bruv>. Via tap
2: tap Lagosians <laughs> <laughs> are <I've> Husses <laughs> Yeah. Yes I've tapped I've tapped. Yeah. I've tapped before yeah. So yeah. it's, oh, it's very yeah, durable yeah, yeah, yeah. um, So, so how, how has London changed Not just your perception Having been in another So London, London has, has
3: changed, changed. Uh, Driving in London Is certainly no fun anymore Um okay. every, There's lots of Cycle lanes everywhere Things are 20 miles an hour Where it used to be 30 And all the rest of it And then when you're Coming from Dubai Where you're driving Everywhere at 70 miles an hour it's it's increasingly frustrating yeah, um yeah, yeah, yeah for real what else has changed i, th- I guess the weather's got a bit better uh, but again my perception of that <laughs> it's is structurally it, better know, in five years than before you <laughs> left. no no it's a, Bro, uh, that, I it's don't know a global you... warming that's like I'm, I'm leading you into your to your manifesto
0: <laughs> okay <actually. laughs> them dubai summers though man, i don't know how you did it i came i remember when i came out to see Uh, My friend and hung out with you guys like it was in December, I think. So it was like, that's that's like a decent time to come in, right? That's the height of a very, very good European summer. Mm -hmm. Um, But summertime in Dubai is like... you don't feel it yeah
3: so summertime so yeah it's three months three and a half months a year that span through from the end of june till really the end of september
0: what's the sweating sweating like you don't feel it
3: that's the thing right so it is 50 degrees outside we're talking about 80 percent humidity so like humidity levels are high but you're never outside right bus stops are air conditioned bus Uh, stops yeah big facts Bus swear, stops no air way. Yeah, for real. So, because <laughs> like, you can't expect people to stand on the street at fifty degrees.
0: You know, are uh, they like enclosed? Are they just yeah they're oh, enclosed? Okay. Like Holy bus. Shit. I, I'm just like yeah. It's okay. like a bus
3: stop that we have here, except uh, it just hasn't. It's it's just closed, closed in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Rah. you don't, you never, in fact, ironically, it's in the summer that you get, you catch colds because you're yeah. moving from AC to AC to AC, from Facts. the car yeah, 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 to yeah, the office, to the real. house, to the mall, <laughs> How funny, to real, a restaurant. Real. So it's really during the summer that everyone's noses are blocked. Yeah, no. But anyway, this is a preamble, to all a long preamble to say, i glad to be back in London. Hey, 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 Bla- ga- back. Glad to be back home mm-hmm. yeah. amongst friends mm-hmm.
0: and foes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> It's been, a, it's been a crazy week and we're happy to have you. Um, Amen.
3: Thank you, thank you.
0: Did I ask you how your week's been? Yeah, you did. Oh, I got battered and head Oh right. yeah, no, my bad, my bad. So let's just jump into it then, bruv. <laughs> this has been a fucking eventful week. I need to say that, listeners.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in between uh, Zabby leaving the podcast, we've had a whole bunch of other shit going on as well. Mm-hmm. RIP, George Floyd, we've obviously had that situation, which we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. But this week, mm-hmm. starting, you know, religiously, the day of the week started, Sunday. Right, this week kicked off in a big way with this European Super League shit. Mm-hmm. Now, a bit of a mad one. We're not a sports podcast. We're not need to say that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: We are painfully aware of what happens when we start <laughs> on sports topics because we've done it once and you killed us. Mm-hmm. And all we were trying to do was say, "Rest in peace, Diego Maradona." <laughs> you motherfuckers.
2: We've had <laughs> to, we to put a lot of effort to not talk about football in this podcast. Oh, you got, oh yeah, you
0: got in me and Johnny. Two of the biggest football fans (laughs) and we're suppressing that shit for you guys. It hurts. But this week we got an even bigger, arguably equally big football fan with us. And we just can't, we can't, we can't not address one of the biggest topics that's come out of football in the last. It went mainstream to be fair. This was mainstream news. It wasn't just football news. Exactly. To be fair. I mean, I'd be hard pressed to find anybody who didn't know about this European Super League situation Mm -hmm. it has come and gone so we are not going to go into the weeds of it right we're going to talk about it from a very broad perspective and big up some of the some of the participants the voices in it speak to the hypocrisies of it as well government's involvement but in case you're unaware sunday night an email basically went out (laughs) from an organization called the esl the european super league which was headed up by real madrid chairman florentino perez um and he essentially said that 12 teams across Europe were going to essentially defect from the European Champions League and form a new European Super League. Now, if you know anything about football in the last decade, this has kind of been something they've been flirting with and threatening various different European footballing bodies for a while. These big fat cat clubs think that they are piggy or are essentially being piggybacked by the poorer clubs too much and aren't necessarily getting a great deal for it financially. Where it comes to like TV money, et cetera, et cetera, payouts and so on and so forth. It's my so chat. It's my chat. on the eve of the Champions League's reformation announcements, which was going to see the competition broaden and many would argue cheapen, um, Florentino and the boys um, from all of your favorite top club clubs across Europe. So we had six from England, we had t- three from Italy and we had
2: three from Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, should we run for them? Yeah, there were yeah. Five, five big clubs and Man United <laughs> from, from <we> England. Had, <laughs> so we had
0: Manchester United, Manchester yeah, City, Liverpool, <laughs> Arsenal, Tottenham, and who have I just forgotten? Chelsea. Chelsea from England. Easily forgettable. From, yeah. <laughs> from Spain, we had both Madrid's, Atletico, and Real, and obviously Barcelona. From Italy, we had both clubs from Milan, Inter and AC, and we had Juventus. The reason why your big clubs from Germany didn't get involved, which we're going to get into as well, is because they have a slightly different ownership structure, which essentially has 51% of their club owned by their fans. So a decision to go into that competition would have needed to go through board, voting, et cetera, et cetera. Shout out Porto from Portugal. Mm -hmm who decided to neglect or uh, reject, I should say. Mm-hmm. Shout out PSG, shock, mm-hmm. um, who decided to reject. And I think that was more of a political it's connect. Great politics. Um, great ab- politics. Ab- oh, Absolutely, wow. which Fantastic. we're going to get into mm-hmm. as well, which, we, which actually we don't even really need to get into. But it came and went after what can only be described as just like a global outcry like you've never seen before. I'm talking this thing, United, Boris Johnson and Jeremy Corbyn, Boris Johnson and Keir Starmer. You actually got Keir Starmer to fucking talk about something. He appeared on camera. It was kind of mad. To actually speak out against something. (laughs) Keir Starmer. He opposed something. He opposed something, right? Um, And again, as I said, it came and went. The most impassioned speeches, and I never thought I'd say this being an ardent Liverpool fan all my life, but... Yo, this Gary Neville rebrand is just- Kind of mad. Something else,
2: man. He's a man of the people. I love that guy. I said, I said, real talk, if him and Bimini Bombulash from RuPaul put a ticket together, they would beat the Lib Dems in nearly every constituency in the country.
0: Like, for real. They'd be the
2: third biggest party. For real, like,
0: he's got, he's got a strong future and I think he knows it as well. Yeah. He, he he uses his, his platform at Sky to talk about all of this stuff. Yes, he needs people like Michael Stratford to, to essentially empower him to be more vocal. I don't necessarily think he's been the bravest throughout his career. And he's probably admitted to that as well with regards yes. to things like racism and so on. Mm-hmm. But like, bro, Even with never, yeah, it's never too late. So he was the main sort of opposer to this. He he mobilized everybody and said, you need to be protesting, which everybody basically did at the start of the Chelsea game, at the start of the Liverpool game, protests. Um, and miraculously within 24, I think it was 48 hours basically from the Sunday mm-hmm. announcement, all of the clubs essentially started dropping like flies. People started losing jobs, heads started to roll. And we find ourselves in a situation where we are basically
2: back to square one. So it's worth outlining briefly. Yeah. Well, it's worth outlining briefly why the outrage was caused is because these 12 super clubs were aiming to create a rival competition to the existing premier European competition the Champions League, but without... Open access. Yep. So these 12 clubs were going to be 12 of 15 permanent members and five would be invited on an annual basis. The key word they're being invited, which is mad chat. Yep. The essential underpinning of sport is that it is an open meritocracy. Anyone in theory, in practice is bollocks because there are clubs that are funded by states, but we'll get into that later. In theory, anyone can go from grassroots to a Champions League. When I was very briefly playing semi professional football, in theory, I was nine promotions from the Premier League. Yeah. I had had Wadham Lodge gone up, we mm-hmm. could have gotten to the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And that is the beauty of football. You get a story like Leicester, who win the league at five thousand to one, and they damn earn their rights to get into the Champions League the following year. Now And then w- use the basis of that success to to fund become, their club to, to fund their club, and, and be now a, a, a highly competitive sure, team. Sure, now they are, and now they are sustainably competitive exactly. because of they because they had a good year. And this story is replicated across other leagues. Atletico being one of the clubs in Spain, for example. So the driving force behind this was three clubs, as we understand, well, four clubs. Um, it was United, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Real Madrid. Now Real Madrid, the outlier, um, their club is owned by a Spanish construction billionaire. The other three clubs are owned by Americans. Now, if the concept of a 12-team league um, with no external access and no relegation sounds familiar, it's because it's the basis of all American sports. What they were trying to do was create a quasi-franchise model for elite competition that was excluded uh, or exclusionary to smaller clubs, but also meant that the bigger clubs who haven't performed as well as their histories suggest in recent times, could never drop out of the elite circle because they'd be receiving an inordinate amount of funding through yeah. this competition's increased TV and sponsorship revenues. Yeah, And it was this Americanization of sports that removed the meritocracy that people protested against. The scary thing as well
0: um, is that it's clear that this is an ongoing thing, which I said at the start, they've been threatening for some time. It's a perpetuation of my view that they're essentially doing everything they can to turn away that working class penny or mm-hmm. that working class spend. Because ultimately, we, we know how this goes. You've already spoken about the Americanization of it. They want this all to be corporate boxes. When Liverpool did mm-hmm. their most recent expansion of their ground, not, I think 90% of, what they, uh, of the, what they extended the stadium to went to corporate boxes. Boxes really it's, yeah, pretty much it was it was the majority. I think if they added eleven thousand seats, the majority of them were, were corporate boxes way. It's, it's it's a continued it's a continued piss take, and I think they're just trying to push out the working class fan because they know that that is essentially a there's a peak to what that working class fan can bring to the club financially in terms of kits in terms of spend in terms of subscriptions, et cetera et cetera, and that 's fucking dangerous as well
2: so this is one of the most egregious things that they said, um, I think it was either a quote leak or a document league, but basically they said that the idea of quote legacy fans yeah. unquote was yeah. the basis of this. And a legacy fan is you and I and yeah. your old man and your auntie who used to go generational. Generational uh, yeah. used to go down the stadium. And the problem with the legacy fan is the legacy fan has an old kit from five, ten years ago. All mm. right. They don't buy it every year, yeah. probably. Yeah. Some do, most don't. Yeah. But they go for they go for a pint down a local boozer or at home. And then after a couple they make their way to the grand and they might have one in there and then they sit down and they might grab some chips at lunchtime then get a hot chocolate, watch the second half. And then they leave as soon as the game's over. Yep. That is not ideal. Yep. What they want, the American owners and what all these owners want to boost revenues is to get tourists in, yep. pay higher whack for ticket. They, buy all the scarves. They, so they first have a stadium tour. <laughs> I don't know about all of that. So they first have a stadium tour. Then they go to the merch shop. They buy a bunch of shtick. Um, they stick around for a couple pints in the lovely new stadium, which is Tottenham's plan. Well, basically, it's been built so that you stick around the stadium. Yeah. Go to the merch, stick around, have a few drinks, have your little chips at lunch, and then you stick around after the game is done. But the yeah. point is that there is a larger spend per seat. Yep. And it's the legacy that's, fan that's, that's who's been I mean, going yeah. there is not welcome because they want to introduce this new model of that's higher exactly spending. But club. I think what I mean. the,
3: um, the spend per seat is neither here nor there um, because, like you were saying, like Manchester United approved, sponsorship and TV rights is where the money's at, right? And again, like you said, these American owners have learned from their American franchises, right? So the difference between someone like Man United um, and someone like Arsenal is that when Arsenal um, sold the rights for, for the stadium and the sponsorship rights, they gave it all away, right? What you're seeing Man United do is give DHL the manager seats, give someone else something else, and and commercialize every element of their business model, right? There is no way see, uh, spend per seat from a fan can ever come anywhere near that, right? And Man United's obviously a... We'll talk about Man United because, obviously, I'm a fan, but also because it's a public company, so we can easily look at their accounts, mm-hmm, Yeah. Right? And when you look at the like evolution of Man United's business over the last 10 years it's clear to see that fans are less and less important every year, right? Mm. I think I've agreed with everything you guys have said, Gary Neville and all the rest of it, right? Um, But I think that's also largely because we're football fans, right? We didn't hear a case for this ESL from the businessmen. Right from these
0: Ooh, apparent geniuses. Tommy with the hot, t- I see where this is going. No, but for real. We didn't see <laughs> it. Let me just throw let it out. De- yeah, it but hole. we didn't see it, right? Like <laughs> I'll, I'll play did, devil's but. advocate for, for, mm-hmm. for the sake of this argument. <laughs> which like I also
3: see, like I I I see the merits to what they were saying as well. Ultimately, so what's their case? Present their it. case is. We want to be able to sell our own uh, television rights. That's basically what it comes down to for the English clubs, right? Because the the, the rest of the European clubs already sell their own rights. They don't negotiate as a league and all the rest.
2: Well, they do. They just get more favourable terms from the league. Sure. But for all intents and purposes, those three
3: Spanish teams take the lion's share yeah, is of... grossly unfair exactly right mm-hmm. so the Premier League is trying to mimic something like this mm-hmm. and we're talking about like, as Gary Neville and all the rest of them have all very eloquently said we're talking about you know hundreds of billions of dollars over the next 10 years now obviously you don't expect these these the caliber of people to have such a poor rollout of what's clearly going to be a controversial idea mm-hmm. right but I think and I haven't particularly delved into the details either. But there were certain points in their email, in their press release, that clearly showed some thinking about that overall football pyramid that we're all kind of talking about, yeah. right? And the issue that I think that that we didn't get a chance to see play out is this was a negotiating position, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, this yeah, is where 100%. we're starting. We're starting by saying, see you later to everyone else. Maybe that five promotional invitation become eight. Maybe it becomes two leagues. But... I'm often fearful of all of a sudden just siding with UEFA and FIFA, knowing how corrupt these organizations 100%. are. 100%. So I think knowing that yeah, knowing that every organization is trying to make money, it's unfair for us to then think that the Premier League clubs, these big six and the rest of them, shouldn't also look to maximize their, their commercial opportunities.
2: So on the point that you made about the, fo- the money feeding down to the rest of the pyramid, I don't think anyone disputes that they um, will dispute that no every single person they no, said that that, this that wasn't would the kill, point of objection
3: this would kill football in the lower leagues because of the lack of trickle down. that because, was the argument
2: because the leagues will kick the clubs out for joining the super league
3: no
0: yeah, yeah. No, no 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 I think that was the basis of a lot of people's arguments yeah so as if, is if, if in the instance that they are kicked out of the league, then what do these other teams really? I think, I think we have end to be up realistic. with it's basically like a cult league, a cult Champions League, and it's like, all right, cool. But For the, us hipsters, we'll watch it because it's like, all yeah. right, cool. We got a new second club that we'll look after, we'll, we'll, we'll support. Yeah, but I think there's a couple of that's still ruined football.
3: A couple of points to rebut that is we live in a country of 60 million people where we have a very strong football culture, right? But the 150 million Man United fans in Asia or the 100 million Man United fans in Africa or the Chelsea fans and all the rest of them, will they really care that much about whether the league is a closed league or not? That is the kinds, I think that's the rationale they went into it. They sure. thought we can run roughshod over the UK, sure. right? And the rest of the world, they're going to buy into this because yeah, they, they they've, want
0: it. They've taken a view. These companies have essentially taken, sorry, yeah, I say companies, but... These clubs have essentially taken a view, like I've alluded to on this podcast before, or even just said, Mm. that the average fan today isn't really into clubs. They're just Mm -hmm. into the spectacle. They're into Mm -hmm. the players. So they've clearly taken a view. And I agree with you on that sense. They've taken a view. Fans less, or matter less, I should say, sorry. And yeah, we essentially are, I'm kind of in between both of you because it it is a sort of cost per seat perspective, as Johnny says but it's because as a business they have taken a view and that's what businesses are kind of supposed to do, right? They're supposed to take a view on where the business is going and try and maximize that. And all the rest the of the fiduciary yeah. duty yeah. to maximize shareholder value. The problem value is, is that, that they probably haven't realized, in my opinion, that there is a there is a ceiling to what you can earn from football. And if you aggressively try to reach that instead of like over time, try to reach that you potentially cut your nose off to spite your face. If you have a backlash, which is so strong, where you lose your core altogether. Because there are still people, football as a spectacle is getting pretty shit anyway. So the Why? entertainment- Because there's too much football or- Too much football, negative tactics, managers getting sacked all the time. It all has an effect. But there's no fans at the moment. Yeah, like for the, it's the death of the four four two. It's the death yeah. of the true number nine. It's the death of the true number 10. It's the death yeah. of like all of these, the wingers. Like We've lost actual romance in football. Yeah. Football's actually quite boring. Yeah. We watch it out of habit. So maybe they're taking a view that, yes, the overall quality. And I think that's what Perez said, right? Yeah. 16, 24-year-olds don't yeah. watch football anymore. It's exactly. Because it is getting kind of boring. So I understand the view, but, but yeah, we'll so, round up with you.
3: There was a lane to make this happen. They flopped the lane through poor execution. Right? Yeah. And, the, and also, we probably should give out a... Sh- we should probably also give a shout out to the government on
0: this, really, right? Should we? I think we should, because... I mean it, child
2: poverty, not a no, word. don't really give a shit about C- that. Dodgy COVID contracts. No, don't, don't that. give a fuck. BLM protests in the summer. BLM protests. Shut those down. Report. Shut those down. Who no gives a shit? Stop them. Oh, but the Super League is what gets you out of bed, <laughs> well, Finally, they're all on camera. Tommy, sure. we, we need to rationalise this. I think we can. <laughs> I think right, we bet. can
3: rationalise it, because we saw... We saw... Look... I'm not here to defend no government, but ultimately (laughs) you might get a nickname. We saw, yeah, exactly. We (laughs) saw, (laughs) we saw, uh, we saw two days of outrage, right? We saw war to war coverage of of your boy John W. Henry or whatever his name was was chased down by the BBC Mm -hmm. in Boston, right? So this was huge news. They had to comment, right? And if you ask me, that kind of Gary Neville Carragher victory lap that they took with Gary Neville having that sip of wine, yeah fairly self-serving know, right? entirely because ultimately these guys these 12 billionaires who collectively are probably worth 30 40 billion dollars mm-hmm. right are walking command and control centers right mm-hmm. don't you think don't ever think 500 protesters or whatever will ever mean anything mm-hmm. in terms of stopping them making a decision right and you can see this because kronky moved the equivalent of arsenal mm-hmm. out of london and into, into manchester when he moved the rams into la Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so these guys will face down protests Do whatever they want. as the glazers have as cronky has and and, and 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 it won't impede their decision making what mm. would impede their decision making is when a uh, sports minister who no one knows his name Not even cabinet level, right? So (laughs) it hasn't even escalated. We haven't even, no, but it hasn't got to Oliver Dowden. Yeah, it was. He he, came out on Twitter and spoke against it. He did. Sure. Sure. Sorry. Oliver Dowden's the sport minister. Culture secretary. No. So I'm talking about the sports minister, right? So he came out and made a bunch of threats and that was enough. It didn't even have to get escalated to Dowden. It didn't get to Boris and all the rest of it in Mm. terms of serious chat. It was enough for Roman to say, I want to get back into the country at some point. (laughs) It was enough for Abu Dhabi to think, hold on. This is meant to be uh, an
2: opportunity for us to spread soft power, not cause diplomatic rifts. Yeah,
3: and that, and c'est la vie. The end of the ASL.
2: So let me mm-hmm. let me just finish this one off yeah. by saying so. It, it, I'm not going to get time to wrap it all up, but the the major opposition to the project wasn't the concept of the money trickling down. We can argue that to the cows come home. The major opposition was the fact that it it belies or it defies the main concept of sport, which is that it's meant to be a pyramid of meritocracy. And if the teams weren't given open access, then it's not football, it's not sport anymore. My point is that could have been negotiated away. I don't think so. But that But that was why the objection stood.
0: It's a good talk. Thankfully, we don't even really need to entertain it too much anymore. Well, until they do, so they do it again. again. Will they try again. It is a negotiation of, process. In a couple of years. Florentino come. Perez promises that this is still in the works. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. But as far as I... I think I saw a picture that saw all of the chairman leave the WhatsApp group. So I think Florentino's... <laughs> <laughs> in there on his own at the moment just 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 just, just texting himself um yeah they call a leader with no followers (laughs) yeah exactly what a man going for a walk yeah there you go (laughs) i hear that um there's no real way there's no i'm gonna jump straight in because there's no real way to segue this um the another reason why this week was obviously so big um and i'll I'll be honest i'm not sure about you man but it kind of crept up on me because i actively tried to avoid the court case the trial um, so as soon as this Super League stuff was kind of done, then I started getting texts. Oh, yo, the the verdicts coming. The, the mm-hmm. verdicts coming for for Derek Chauvin and the George Floyd case. So I was just like, wow, that's today. Mm-hmm. So it turned out the jury had been essentially um, called off to go and deliberate, and no the, long thing. Yeah, the deliberation <laughs> took less than a day. It took yep. a few hours essentially, and and the jurors found Derek Chauvin guilty on all three charges um, in the death and murder of George Floyd. The jury returned guilty verdicts um, of second degree murder, third degree murder, manslaughter. And obviously you saw the images. I still didn't watch the whole video. I saw clips. We're approaching a year. It was needed. We all saw it. It's scary that even in the midst of it, I was just lying down awaiting sort of like the alert on my phone, just expecting a really bad, Mm -hmm. bad verdict which is absolutely crazy. And we don't even need to delve into the deep psychological and, uh, I don't want to call it trauma, but you don't have to dive into 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 the minds of many black people to know how fucked it is where we think that we're not even going to get proper justice in a situation like that, where it's in 4K. But thankfully we didn't have that situation. He is yet to be sentenced. We They reckon that each, I think on average, each of the charges have about a 10 to 15 year sentence attached to him. Hopefully he gets you know put under the prison. And I'm glad, as well as the monetary payment that they got from the state of Minnesota, that he was also given the closure from a justice perspective that him and his family needed. So rest in peace to George Floyd. I've not really got a great deal more to say. We're approaching the anniversary of his death. It was the death that in many respects was a tipping point and changed a lot um, in terms of the way that we approach protests and the way that we, we mobilise. And I just hope that we can learn from this going forward. And yeah, that's all I got to say. I don't know if you might got anything to add, but that's all I got to say on that.
2: I say it's been pretty mad the reporting around the entire case, the entire sentencing. The first thing is that it's constantly referred to in the media as the George Floyd trial. Yeah, um, shouldn't need noting, but George Floyd is not only dead, but he was the victim. Yeah, certainly not on trial. It's Derek Chauvin's trial. It's bizarre that he keeps being. It's, it's, it's as if it were. The Stephen Lawrence trial, for example, is not we're going to get into. It? It's not. It's be, he, it's Derek Chauvin who was found guilty, but also there's been a lot of commentary about how uh, how this proves that America is not structurally racist. There are no racism issues within the police force, etc., etc. You do kind of feel like, okay, fine, they've got this one.
3: Where did you hear that? They've
2: there must got, be Fox News. Special. Not necessarily. No, it shows. So there've been plenty of progressive CNN, NBC. Um, Complex type places saying that this shows progress Mm. within Biden's America, Mm. working towards race relations, etc. Yeah, don't buy it. No, I mean if this, it's only because a 17 year old girl recorded the damn thing for nine minutes in 4K that we even got a trial. The original um, City of Minneapolis police statement said that man died due to medical error um, in police. Um, altercation because he was remonstrating on top of his car or some shit. Like uh, The idea that this is some evidence of progress within either police or race relations in America is total fallacy. This bloke's basically been strung out as the one sacrificial lamb um, that the police force are ready to give up in order to maintain this kind of structure of power without the entire country either descending into race riots or falling apart. As we found out minutes after the verdict, all the
0: way in Ohio, when Makia Bryant was shot dead right. by a police officer. Basically, within minutes right. of, the, of the verdict,
3: there was another case uh, a few
2: days before. A few
3: days before, 100, yeah. 100 like not hundred meters, but like literally within yeah. the same. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. About the taser and the yeah. taser
2: and the gun. Yeah. So, like, it, so it, people, So there've been plenty of commentary from liberals, as we would define liberals, Democrats, right? Yeah. Who've been saying that this, you know, shows shows progress. This is the this is the end of a story, etc. It's absolutely not the end of a story. It's it, it should hopefully. Hopefully it's a bad choice of wording, but it should be the beginning of a process. It's not the end of a process, it's the beginning of a process that these officers need to be held accountable. I saw a, a ridiculous stat, something like of 13,000 cops or 13,000 cases. I think where, it was
0: 16,000
2: cops who have been on. Oh, so 13,000, cases where people have died, only 70 have been found There you go. Guilty. That's the one. Which is bonkers, right? Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers, and it speaks to it. It speaks to a, a, stru- a structural issue of an ineffective prosecution. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, uh, it, it, before you get into the very generous, of, of, yeah, yeah, before you get into the concept of racism, etc., et 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 speaks to an ineffective public prosecutor. Um, but the idea that somehow America is now cleansed of its uh, racial sins because one cop has been strung out to drive for killing a black guy on camera, it's a fallacy.
3: I think. Um... I think it's very dependent on the prism with which you look this through. And that prism is generally age-related, I find, right? So I think people who are in that demographic, uh, the age demographic of ourselves, right, um, would have no other real expectation, let's say, than him being, oh, Derek Chauvin being Mm -hmm. found guilty. I think the CNN people that you're talking about, and maybe even people who have, like, kind of our parents' generation... Um, who lived, or even not even that old, but who lived through the Rodney King and, and, yeah. and seen many other controversial trials, they may have um, found this a, a milestone, a mini milestone where we're seeing progress, right? But only because of the prism with which they're viewing this through. I think anyone who didn't witness these trials, which are basically anyone under the age of 30, 35, I think would have expected this outcome. The saddening thing for me, this outcome changes nothing. Right? Yeah. There are major stakeholders in this kind of conversation, if we will. Um, and the largest stakeholder, obviously, is the police, right? Yeah. Um, and, and you're seeing it. You're seeing it in the same zip code. You're seeing it with that 13-year-old Mexican kid. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you're seeing it with the guy who was trying to escape. Oh, he shouldn't have run. Why did he try to run away? He deserved to get shot. Right, yeah. there was that little thirteen or sixteen-year-old girl who had that knife.
2: Yeah, the army um, colonel who's dragged yeah, out of his car the Bryant Bryant in the petrol station. Yeah, the guy yeah. in
3: the petrol station who yeah. got pe- who got sprayed pepper yeah. sprayed and all the rest of it. So you you see this time and time again, right? Um, and somewhat, it's an issue structurally with America and firearms and all the rest of it. Um, but there is ultimately a uh, a structural issue, a structural racism mm-hmm. within policing in America, mm-hmm. basically, um, and it's very clear. It's about, I guess, now, I think, Rich, when you were talking about this at the beginning, you mentioned that this murder or this killing uh, was an inflection point, right? You said that allowed people to mobilise and it was a tipping point, right? But I think the next tipping point is putting the necessary political pressure, basically, that's needed to make sure change happens. Because one by one doesn't work case by case it's, yeah it's not an effective solution
0: and it's not lost on me that the tipping point also came during a global pandemic right mm-hmm. so that also played a part and yeah. if we are going to come out if we are coming towards the end of this global pandemic then naturally people's vigor and people's persistence on some of these cases is going to wane and is going to essentially fade a little bit as we go back to life yeah i think if i can interject it. but yeah
3: also we can't forget the strong pushback
0: yeah. to the protest right 100%.
3: the blue lives matter yeah. and the flags and all the rest yeah. of it right so i think um as much as some progress has been made obviously you guys have touched upon trump and all the rest of it before there is a an, a certain level of uh, em, uh, emboldenedness i guess if that's a word that uh that people have in, in speaking their mind yeah. um, and uttering you know, yeah. thoughts that you wouldn't want to hear. For real.
0: But look, man, we don't need to labour this point. Um, this is, it's so good to be able to, in many ways, just have closure in a case like this. We got the outcome that was deserved. We didn't want to have to have a situation mm-hmm. where this was even fathomable. Um, but here we are. But Can the I ask next, you a question? The next possible thing is, is, is the uh, is the right outcome.
3: What do you reckon happens to the other three or four uh, policemen? Because their trials haven't started yet, right?
0: Um. I think they get swept away. The thing yeah, I'm lesser, worried about... Much lesser cases to no case. Yeah, yeah the thing yeah. the thing
2: I'm worried about is that the defense... has One of downs. them was new, I think, as well. And I think they, that's going to all. Anyone up. Anyone keep their job. They all keep them jobs. I think they, I think the other guys will keep their jobs. Yeah, I think they'll you keep think their jobs. So? The other guys, yeah. yeah.
3: I think they'll keep their jobs even though they're going to to trial. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, if they, I if they, I they get reckon found they got, not guilty, they keep their job. They got the
2: scalp. Yeah. I reckon. They got they got the sacrificial lamb, right? And the thing that I'm concerned about is actually Chauvin's defense lawyer has is going to or has put the appeal in. There's a decent case... That there was undue political pressure put on uh, b- yeah, on the jury by Biden and by Pelosi, yeah. right? But also the well, worst th- it's Diane Waters that uh, yeah no, it was yeah. Yeah. Maxine, Maxine Waters Maxine, Maxine yeah Waters. yeah Maxine yeah yeah. Waters. Waters. But the thing That's that the, the thing um, that really got me is, and why this is kind uh, to wrap this up, I guess if you, if you want to move on, but mm-hmm. the thing that really speaks to just how fucked America is mentally is Nancy Pelosi, who is the most powerful Democrat <laughs> in America beyond the president. Mm-hmm came out and basically looked to the skies and said, thank you, George Floyd, for your death, um, serving as kind of a, a martyr for justice or whatever. What? Like that kind of, that, that when people speak of an institutional racism, it's not that every white copper hates black people. No, yeah. it's that there is, a, there is an institutional ignorance mm. to topics of race and that the most powerful Democrat in the country views George Floyd as a willing martyr... For race relations is just bonkers. Read the room. It's just sickening.
0: Anyway, rest in peace, George Floyd. I'm Mm -hmm. glad we got it, Derek. um, You got what you deserve, buddy. Enjoy. What do you think happened to Kate Fleming, man?
2: Kate Fleming, line of duty. Oh shit! Yeah, I think she's alive. So by the time line of duty. Oh Oh, my god! I lived. Wait, should we even be doing this? Because this could be potentially like a spoiler. Well, by no, because by the time the episode comes out. (laughs) People will we'll know, know what's happened to her. Facts, facts. So I guess, right? So I reckon, I reckon uh, AC12 double tap my man. He's not, he's not watched Line of Duty. But then he's just going to, he's going to be a waste man. He misses out. Oh,
0: yeah. Do you know scene, how excited it? I am for people who haven't watched any of it, knowing that they're going to watch it's it? it? Is fucking fucking Bro, oh, it's madness. it is like one of the great television It's programs. almost like, it's like season three. Is it better than Luther? Oh my God. Oh no. No, it's, it's, oh, different. No, it's different. I mean, for me yeah they're completely different number one but like
2: luther will not have you on the edge of your yeah, seat Line tearing of your eyes is out it's just
0: like just a different level in it's terms pure of its, in terms of its complexity yeah. in terms of how they, how deep they go into the ins and outs of like the police system mm. like you, you you pretty much need like a notepad when you watch it, like just to connect dots like when you watch game of thrones like oh so this yeah, person's in yeah, the yeah, family yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. da, da, da. It's, it's deep bro. so
2: luther is like fantastic writing and acting to do but like you feel physical pain yeah watching line of g when it yeah. gets to like the last three seasons of an episode and you've been watching the whole thing and like you're on the edge of your sofa like like scratching your chest and your hair in anxiety of what's about to happen there's nothing like it it's fucking nuts but anyway they double tapped my man and kate survives with the uh bookie scottish lady that's what's up i really hope she doesn't go i like looking at her anyway <laughs> she's got a weird face but
0: i like it um i read something on the internet and i want to write it by you guys okay It's a little little curveball. Let's call this segment. Let's call this
2: segment.
0: Let's call this segment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Technically, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're eight minutes past. It's called Relationship Advice. Okay. Mm. This is a segment. Okay. Indulge me because it's not necessarily the shortest story in the world, but just indulge me. Mm -hmm. I met my husband when we were 22. We're both 29 now. Mm -hmm. We both had just graduated and had both just begun entry level jobs in our fields. My husband was also struggling to start up his own business. He proposed to me after two years of dating. And our wedding was about seven months later. My parents are very wealthy. They gifted us a house as well as the financial backing my husband needed to begin his business. He was able to buy office space as well as all the machinery and equipment he needed. His okay. business has since grown and is doing very well. Yeah, bully,
3: my God. Saturday mm. night, my
0: husband returned home from drinking with his friends. He was very drunk. I didn't mind. He doesn't go out very much with his friends too often. I was on the couch watching television and he joined me the conversation turned to when we had just started dating. Mm. At some point in the conversation, my husband admitted to me that even though he had found me attractive, the reason he had asked me out on a date and then asked me to be his girlfriend was because of my family's money. Mm -hmm. He admitted that even though he did love me, he wasn't in love with me for a long time. I asked him when he finally fell in love with me and he said he was sure of it after our first daughter was born. Oh, (laughs) oh. I think he genuinely thinks that this is okay because he did end up falling in love with me. I see this as him lying to me throughout the entire time we were dating and engaged, as well as when we said our vows. He decided to have a child with me, even though he wasn't in love with me. I remember noticing the change in him after our daughter was born. He became way more attentive, way more affectionate. He communicated better. And now Mm, I realize that's because that's when he finally fell in love with me. He's justifying this by saying that he did love me. And just because he wasn't in love with me doesn't mean everything was a lie. Mm. I think it absolutely was. I love my friends. I love cappuccinos. I love Deadpool. It doesn't mean I want to marry and have children with any of them. I know at the time we started dating, he had just broken up with a girl he had dated throughout college. I think he was still in love with her. Mm. He saw dating me as an opportunity to move up in the world and nothing else. It wasn't because of me as a person. Apparently the reason he asked me out and not my sister was because she looked uptight. Mm. I don't know if I can get over this (laughs) My guy was in confession I don't know if I can get over this We acted normally for the kids this morning But I texted my husband after he left for work And told him it was probably best if he stayed somewhere else tonight (laughs) 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 I feel torn because our relationship is absolutely wonderful now He's a loving husband, an attentive leader And a very hard worker But the Mm. entire foundation of our relationship is a complete lie I feel betrayed And I'm not sure what my next move will be Any advice would be great Thank you
3: Can I ask a quick question? Uh, do you know the person who sent that? No, it's completely random.
0: Yes, I stumbled upon this on the interweb. Uh, guess yeah. the race, Johnny. I mean, it- guess <laughs> <laughs> we play
2: a game of guess the race first.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Give it-
2: uh, I reckon. No, I reckon. Then I reckon they're Nigerian. Still, I, I was going to say African. Yeah, hundred percent. You see, this is where you guys have gone wrong. Mm. She wouldn't be as outraged. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Elaborate? He's my, or yeah, no, I was I
0: say, just, he's, he's forgotten we'll he's, forgot he's at my house with the knives. I, think, I think the we'll just let that linger. <laughs> and
3: I don't, I don't think it's, uh, it's a Niger thing specifically. No. I think as a continent, I think there's uh, uh, more understanding. I think one can, uh, I, I, you have to see it to believe it. But uh, I think
0: in cultures where there are like uh, arranged marriages and stuff like exactly. that, this probably wouldn't be. From there, because exactly, it's commonplace. yeah, it's commonplace you fall for you love. to grow in love exactly, with somebody before exactly. you okay. fall in love with somebody. But getting back to relationship advice, Johnny, is this lady in the right for wanting to assess her relationship with him? Mm. Even though he's given her the family, they've built the family together. He is in love with her now, but just maybe not at the time.
2: Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to say is, <laughs> fellas. If you know you're a talkative drunk, <laughs> just
0: shut the fuck up.
2: Just shut the fuck yeah, yeah, up. Just true.
0: come home from your drinks and
1: go to sleep. Yes.
2: Yeah, go to bed. <laughs> don't don't go to the sofa. It's true. Uh or or put something on telly that you want to watch. That, that distracts your attention. Uh, don't come home uh, I just to want confection. to call it
1: Kiki. Little there, pasa pasa. There is
2: no upside. No upside? There's no upside. None. It's a bad trade. Uh, secondly, if you've determined that you are a talkative drunk, find other topics. There's always shit going on.
3: I mean, I think it's Compliments more... work.
2: Your hair looks gorgeous. Mm. Um, your nails look fantastic. Yeah. How's your mother? <laughs> But that's He's like, level one deflection. Sure, you know. sure, mm. sure. I mean, yeah. It sounds um, like
3: it sounds like, if you ask me, she always had some sort of a feeling about this, mm. right? Because I I doubt I'd, he came home drunk and then just randomly spewed this out. Mm. So there was a bit that's of leading, it like. right? There was a bit of leading. She must have asked him a couple of questions, and he was just fed up. And then he was I, no. <laughs> I think he was just yeah, inebriated. Realistically. <laughs> there are some lies Drunk that you have to thoughts. die with. Right? Uh, there are some lies you have to die with. Yeah. Die with the lie sometimes, right? 100%. And that one, oh, Charlie, he made a very bad mistake. <laughs> This one, this one what's, will not what's, end well. What's wrong with him? Like, this will end terribly. This <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This one will end terribly. Like, Unless the parents gifted him two houses. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, are we about to start sitting here like and acting as if like the decision that goes into some women's minds when they're getting with men is like, Wealth. Uh, I mean, you don't even have I've, to
3: answer that. I've never heard that before.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, you're right. I've never heard of that either. Um, no, look, I said there's the nothing pr- wrong with him growing to love her. Isn't that kind of how it's supposed to go? You're meant to over time go from a ordinary level of love because this person ticks X, Y, Z boxes to yeah. being absolutely infatuated yeah, with the them, issue. knowing exactly how they move, knowing exactly how they think over time and kids yeah. and all that stuff do that shit. Like the, right?
2: idea, the idea that he's meant to have been in love with her from day one is mad chat, but I also don't think that's the position. men are wet. I no, think, but I don't think that's the position. I don't think that's the position. I think if, if he's been battered and stupid enough to come out and be like, listen, sweetheart, you were all right, but I'm in <laughs> this for the property. Like no. Only one reason did- I
0: didn't go for your sister because she's a bit stush, in it? Well, she
2: basically your sister. Generational wealth. Yeah, like That's your sister looked like for. she might make me wait a couple more years, <laughs> and I had shit to refinance. Like. <laughs> You can't, like he. he it's so that's what, not kosher. He's calling her loose. Basically. Yeah, it's that's not kosher. Relatively, relatively. Relative, well, relative. just
0: less you, Your dad, less your dad is Aliko What can Me. I say, bro? I, it, I want the monies. I'm
2: trying to you know restore mean? the balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. <laughs> so it is mad chat that, that he's admitted to marry. It's it's not great that he's that he has married her for the money. It's really worse that he's admitted. Yeah, it to I don't her. know about all of that though. <laughs> I
3: don't think. Look, I think where she's she. I think she's it. right in the sense that she feels cheated only because. Um, she it, wasn't else. An, it wasn't an arranged marriage, right? <laughs> yeah. If it was like her rich pups putting her together with whatever, his rich mate son or whatever yeah and then they kind of were like yeah yeah we kind of grew into this love <laughs> then you're like cool but they were according to your message they were going out for two years right
0: yeah yeah and yeah. then he
3: asked her to marry us so
0: i asked her to marry it him. was quick he he saw her coming like, i think they were done and dusted the whole thing in like two years seven months i think was the time yeah like, so wow. dated
3: for two years and then my another god. eight fast. months engagement
1: that's my not that god. fast
0: my god that's
3: quite that's fast bro. it depends on age
0: brackets right? Right? It they on, they it's were, not uh, that yeah, fast also it's 29 that bro they're 29 Oh yeah, that's what yeah, yeah, they got, to get, they they got, got to, together
3: when they were young, actually, uh, yeah, twenty six or some shit. That be yeah. So look, he he kind of he did cheat. He did cheat. Yeah, he's basically. finessed it because he finessed, he's finessed he thought, it. He he's she, finessed it. She thought he was in love and he was ready to go. But He was in no,
2: love. He he was no. He no. He was, what, but he was the in love. For, what's the bar I've, for Wagwan TV? I've got love for her. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand. Do you understand. I'm not in love
0: with her, but like, yeah. I got love. I've got, I've got love for, for her. her. Do you know what I mean? But yeah.
3: I mean, there's also. I, it'll be quite interesting. I don't know if there's but a way how you can update. How
0: this. did he know he was going to get gifted a house and the money to fund his business? He didn't know that. So it's he a just cultural knew dad was rich. thing. So yeah, that's why I said on. guess the race. Yeah,
3: because it's a but it's a cultural race? thing. Because which... like if they were Indian and he was he knew
2: there was a dowry coming through or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's, not sure. That's, I'm not, that's I'm not,
3: linear. Yeah. You did not
2: have to even think too abstractly. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, Czech people are giving them kind of deals there exactly. to their daughters. Yeah. But isn't,
0: like, love and relationships, isn't the, the, the greatest foundation of love just honesty? Like, isn't Nina getting any points for honesty in well, this? Well, so he
2: should have said from the get-go, you're all right. You're better than Look, your let's sister, make this but work. I'm here for the cash.
0: Mm. Probably would have been a good starting point. <laughs> I mean, it's character building for her.
2: What? <laughs> so
0: that her whole right? life achieved. No, as in, like, the guy says straight up, Look, man, like, you're kind of all right, you but like, than your you got you're potential. Not great, you aren't have got rich. potential, let's see how this goes. And then, yeah, then he surprises her with a proposal two years later. Also, she won. We also have to she think. She won
3: too. What? You have to also. She's think, a
0: winner too. Yeah,
3: I, I agree. You also what? have to think the other side of the, uh, the equation there, right? Like, he could have also flopped. Turned out he took this small million dollar loan, like, Donald Trump. <laughs> and turned into a flourishing business a hard there worker there you go he's not getting for any credit riding.
0: for that there's no, there's no credit for he's that he's getting no credit for that he says it's tough oh, to he, tells, he tells a little white lie now like the whole marriage is over mm. he, there's kids involved <laughs> there's kids involved this what do you mean you send him a text saying he's got to stay somewhere else that's his house yeah, that your no, dad paid for
2: this is mad chat. <laughs> Word behind me being the co- the fucking women's representative in this podcast, but yeah, no, she's right to tend to go fucking sleep somewhere else. At least give her time to, di- to digest the ting, innit? He's it like, two oh, twos. The only reason that, like, he must feel like he has won here. And in fact, he did so much as admit it to her. I was not in love with you until the kid came. I married you for the money. So I he's won. I don't think won. that's what he said, no, though. It's that's not what, that's he not he said. what it says. He grew to love he, got love her. Her. he was in love with yes, her. Yeah, it's a happy coincidence. But he loved her more. After the no, they fell came. in love after the baby came. He loved her. He had love for her, but he fell in love with her after the baby came. So he's a good He wasn't in he love with me
0: for a long time. I asked him when he finally fell in love with me and he said he was sure of it after our first daughter was okay, born. Okay, there you go. That's a bit mad. Yeah, there fair. you go. On reflection. Like, so, imagine so imagine mentor- saying your vows and stuff like to somebody who you ain't in love with. That's a bit mad Sit on reflection. Depends on the nature of the vows, I guess. If they wrote the wrong, <laughs> yeah, I, promise, was I, prom- I promise to grow to love you in a couple years <laughs> Till death do us <is> <laughs> part. To, I'm to, here. To cherish, I'm here
2: to cherish, <laughs> to cherish and hold you until the property solicitor turns up.
0: <laughs> no, but you can
3: still cherish and hold without the love.
2: True. <laughs> True, yeah. Now I think he's acknowledged that he's won. He's trying to give it to her because he's battered on the sofa, and so she's entitled to feel like she's. I think that's drunk. a good angle. So is he? So you? I think that's a good angle. He's he was overconfident. Yeah, you're saying. Yeah, he's like what? So I. So Too I've comfortable. It. I've wifed it, bred it, put it in a house. I'm up. What are you gonna do? That's, that's the woman's advocate. Is this grounds? <laughs> I wiped it, bred it. I'm translating his bars. Is this? Is this grounds?
0: <laughs> is this grounds for divorce?
2: I think she can be pretty pissed. Yeah, I think she can be reasonably pissed. If she went and told Oga, who gave him the money in the first place, that he only married her for a sham for a loan, yeah, Uncle's gonna be pissed as well (laughs) now, surely. uh,
3: (laughs) Again, another controversial hot take. Uh oh. I think anyone is only uh, actually. Say it with your chest. (laughs) Say it with the chest. Basically, depends if she's got options or not.
0: Basically, mm. what it comes down to All right, it. Kevin Samuels.
3: Depending, okay, depending no on the again, that's why the culture thing is important. Uh, right? Honey, how do you because, rate yourself? No, no, but a, 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 what's a, your worth? Divorce, like a divorcee, let's say, in certain cultures. Again, going back to the Indian thing, mm-hmm. would be an issue there, right? Yeah. Where, where, unfortunately, in certain cultures. Yeah,
0: like Nigerian your own culture, happiness. they don't love divorce there either, bro. Yeah, yeah, your
3: own happiness isn't the only thing that you're thinking about, right? Yeah, There's yeah, also
0: yeah. that whole cultural family just, and all the rest of it, but right? But so I that's think why a, I think it's important. But are you walking away from somebody who you know is madly in love with you now just because at the time? Yeah, but come however, on, it's a, highly, ago, it's a highly, it's a highly conditional love. You've been lied,
3: you've been yeah. lied to, right? It's so what else have you been lied to love. about? That becomes what the I mean, sure. string. But we go back
0: to the whole arranged marriage thing again. It happens. But she wasn't arranged. But it doesn't matter. She thought she found love. Exactly. She did eventually.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's coincidental. They have. He happens to have fallen. I wouldn't say it's that. coincidental. It he is. put himself in a position yeah, where he was with her for so long. It's like Stockholm syndrome. No one ever like. talks <laughs> about what they.
0: No one ever talks about what that guy was going through <laughs> where, where he was at at that time. Stockholm
3: oh syndrome. I mean, for real. It's anyway, the, the men's
0: nah, I saw that on the. Uh, I saw that on the internet, and I had to put it in front of you because I just thought that's it was funny. hilarious. You know, she um, should leave him. Still, that's mad. But um, maybe you, you
3: should. This should be a new segment.
0: Do you, Queen? Yeah, exactly. Speaking of culture
3: mm-hmm. and guest race, I don't know, uh, obviously, uh, you, Mr. Abiyadi, as a uh, proud Nigerian mm-hmm. male, Guilty. Would have obviously come across the news uh, this week, last week, of uh, Nigeria's failure to secure the uh, Twitter headquarter, the Africa headquarters. I don't know if you've seen the I news. had no idea about this. So, uh, about two years ago. 2019, mm-hmm. Jack Dorsey woke up one day and decided, holy shit, we're not doing anything in Africa. Oh, mm. is that when fucks he fuck's
2: going on? Is that when he put his nose piercing in and grow a beard? <laughs> exactly. He yeah, did I think the it was classic. In and around that time. The American white girl, I'm going to go work on a project in Malawi. <laughs>
3: yeah. Gapyar. Yaw.
2: Gap um, He seems like he's chill though. I like Jack. Yeah, anyway. he, he does seem yeah, pretty He chill. seems like yeah, he'd yeah, light like like cool cool one up with
3: you. I'm and like, sorry, Jack. Yeah, don't cancel me. Yeah. He, he, he's one of the very few people who can single-handedly cancel it. Yes, yes. Even the president. He's got <laughs> Yeah, he literally <laughs> canceled the <laughs> president. Yeah, More power
0: than he probably wants to admit. But yeah. Yeah.
3: So, so, so this is, is what he did, name, right? Yeah. So, so it goes back to this dirty ESL football money-making thing. Twitter wants to make money, right? Yeah. Africa's home to 1.2 billion people. From these 1.2 billion people, about 60% of them have Facebook accounts. Oh, wow. 60% of people on in SSA, Sub Saharan Africa, but, but who have I, access to I'll it, tell you why right? that might be a fake number. Have
0: Facebook. I'll tell you why that might be a little bit of a, a misrepresentation because shout out my, my, my favorite aunt, yeah, my mum's older sister. She's got about five Facebook accounts <laughs> because she keeps on forgetting her, <laughs> <laughs> her username and password. So let's shave it No, but it's like
3: active users, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they please. log in once a month. Shout they're out there. Big they're Mommy. There. I love please, you. I love please you. Please I love you. Just, like, just auntie, like my Don with it. the money, right? Just <laughs> like that Don with the, with the wife right? yeah, yeah. And They're on, right? So there man. once a month. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they log in, yeah? Guess what Twitter's Africa uh, subscriber rate is? What percentage of Africans with internet access have Twitter accounts? 5%. 11%. Yeah, I would have said 20 right. but yeah. Versus the 60% that the Whoa. Facebook have, right? Whoa. So obviously, my guys decided, listen, we need to have a push towards uh, to Africa, extract right? some value 1.2 billion people. Yeah. In the next uh, 10 years, they they predict that their population is going to hit 2 billion, right? So In 10 years, no? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Two UNDP. Billion. 10 really? years they're gonna gain 800 million people in 10 years yeah. UNDP
3: yeah the fertility rates and all the rest of it five five i think it's 5.6 on average
2: uh fertility um, well, rate y'all, a, a y'all are breeding wow
3: yeah it's the uh, this is a, a larger conversation that we can go into later <laughs> um but uh when,
0: when tommy reveals his six kids yeah. <laughs> so
3: my g turned up to africa and he picked four countries oh he did a little road tour, like a road show, tried to see where he could get the most politically favorable climate, okay. tried to get an understanding for the cultures of these, each of these countries. He hit Ghana, mm-hmm. he hit Nigeria, mm-hmm. he hit Ethiopia, mm-hmm. my very own Ethiopia, of course, and, uh, and South Africa, right? Okay. The four essential mm-hmm. powerhouses mm-hmm. of, con- of sub Saharan Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, of the very 1990s, 2000s selection is obviously South Africa, right? But uh, we're too woke for that. It, mm. it turns out mm-hmm. um, He loved Africa so much That he said he's going to live there For six months Pre-COVID Before this whole COVID Who
0: else announced That they, they're going to move to Ghana soon Dave Chappelle <laughs> Anyway carry on Yeah Random. Dave
3: Chappelle moved to South Africa Didn't yeah, he Yeah he of went, course Yeah, yeah. so um, So so, yeah So they selected Ghana And there was Boy. outrage um, You say Nigeria is not even The biggest country The Nigerians the West were not happy. happy I mean The Nigerians were not happy In fact I saw some stuff On Instagram That said that That uh, uh, that uh, the Jollof in uh, Ghana was so bad, he rewarded them with a HQ. <laughs> so <laughs> so this, is a, this,
0: is where, this is where we've got to, right? Oh, <laughs> shit. But what... I approve, this is a hot I, take. I approve that message. Yeah, so do I.
3: <laughs> All right, here's a hot take and I'm going to hand it over to you, sir. Uh-oh. I was surprised that Nigerians were surprised.
0: Mm. Bro, I'm about to upset my fellow Nigerians. I don't know why the fuck any of you were surprised.
3: Yeah, voila. Nigeria, Akwaba.
0: Ghana is lovely. Yeah, I've not been to Ghana. Oh, you have to go. Yeah, I know, and and I really, really hope to one day soon. Um, I'm kind of hopefully. I'm kind of waiting for it to go over this phase of everybody going there. I hate going to places and just seeing everybody. I'll tell you you a nice way of hearing Brits, so maybe you can tell me. But yeah, I mean Nigeria is, and it, it pains me to say. We spoke about it on an earlier episode around when the SARS protests were going on and stuff. Nigeria is super troubled. Like it the. There is no obvious infrastructure. There is chaos everywhere. If Jack we did Dorsey, an episode it, on it. Yeah, if Jack Dorsey wants to go over there and just do simple things like just get from A to B in traffic, he's basically got to set aside for five hours to do it. It's not really a good thing. Like in terms of lighting on the streets, in terms of actual roads, in terms of electricity, like everything from a infrastructural standpoint, yeah, Ghana is leapfrogged. Ghana's political situation is is very, very different. It involved a lot of... Uh, the nicest way of saying this. A lot of people got killed before Ghana's political situation turned and they were able to, to get to a fruitful situation um, that they are in now. Nigeria, their situation is, is is slightly different because we've still got generations and generations of uneducated, ex-military, non-qualified, ex-business people who basically turn into embezzlers, fake politicians who steal all the money, embezzle it, make it leave the country, Um, or funnel it through countries like the UK where they just buy up properties and so on and so forth. And Nigeria is the arse of all of the jokes. So I'm not surprised at all. Um, So I'm quite surprised that people were, to be honest. I'm sorry, I didn't want to really like... Yeah, for me, it's you your own people. Yeah, there. yeah, for me, this ain't no beef, right? Like I can, I can, I can sit here and tell you a hundred different reasons why Nigerians so are over- yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, man.
3: I I spent so much time I'm in on Lagos, Accra. I was ready. Let me get, <laughs> let me, let
0: me get back to the credit now. I can give you a thousand reasons why Nigerians, <laughs> yes. why Nigerians are, yes. why, <laughs> why <laughs> Nigerians <laughs> are better than you. Two hundred
1: million man. I can he give you a thousand reasons
0: why Nigeria is better than Ghanaians, Yeah, I can give you a thousand, motherfucker. But yeah, your country isn't one of them, unfortunately.
3: Ghana's nice. I, um, I've spent a lot of time in Accra. I'm you spent time in Accra and Lagos? Yeah, correct? so I'm an Africa evangelist. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, so no. my previous job had me uh, rotating around uh, the various capitals of sub Saharan Africa. I've probably spent uh, 250 nights, 300 nights in Lagos,
0: between Lagos and Abuja. Yeah, you're, not, you're more Nigerian than me. Bro. And
3: uh, <laughs> an equal number of nights, if not slightly more, in Accra.
0: Hmm. see, you I'm, agree? I'm, see I'm, right. I'm, playing with his moustache.
2: I'm mad jealous, bro. Certain men are local. Certain men are global. There we St- go. Long time listener. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so yeah. So, so
3: look. do you agree with the call? Do you like the call? The call makes sense, right? Yeah. Because I think you touched on the politics earlier. There's a the president Nana Akuafado. Uh, if i've pronounced that right mm-hmm. he's just been re-elected for a second term so and he's very business pro-business right yep. nigeria uh, ghana is a relatively small country mm-hmm. population wise uh, size wise and all the rest of it so i think um they are able the the government are able to affect policy much more directly right so they have free zones that they've set up to incentivize foreign businesses to come in and operate under UK uh, common law and things like this, right? So they're trying to reduce the barriers to entry. And I think uh, the president look obviously when you talk about politics it's always con- controversial but the president's that had had a good run i think right the narrative this i mean any president tells a story about their country right mm-hmm. and the narrative that he's been able to shape for ghana would starting a couple of years back with the year of return mm-hmm. um and feeding all the way through to today with ghana beyond aid and, and all the rest of mm-hmm. it um he went to he, he's got some big big cojones
2: right he he's, buoyed off macron in the press conference he buoyed off
3: macron in the press conference turned up to switzerland and told him we're not exporting any more cocoa we're doing All value addition in country. That's right. And and like the guy, whether you like him or not, wherever has a vision, Mm -hmm. and I think was able to speak directly to 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 Jack Dorsey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas when you're Nigeria, um, a country which has such a huge population, right? Mm -hmm. You're governing 200 million people, right? Mm -hmm. So making a change for. A population that size is not easy, right? Mm-hmm. So what they don't do is focus on the on the micro stuff, like trying yeah. to get Twitter here. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ethiopia, my own, my very own uh, Ethiopia is obviously not going to be selected, um, not least because English isn't the primary language, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in South Africa would have been the the, the cheap choice, mm-hmm. so yeah. it would have been between Ghana and Nigeria. And yeah. I think obviously it makes a lot of sense to yeah. to pick uh, to pick Ghana. I just thought of this new story. Uh, would Be a bit more fun because Yeah, because am to uh, to yeah, throw no, some, I, some jabs yeah. in your direction. Yeah, no, I've <laughs> never heard I a, mean, a Nigerian react <laughs> in such a dour, <laughs> so calmly. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was, was expecting outrage, yes, yeah, it's, it's got his dig and then just bottled, yeah. It yeah I think, yeah, I,
0: I, yeah, a Ghanaian is not coming and talking to me about no, I, and I
2: concur naturally. Yeah, they're not, oh, you know, they're not, oh, they're, they're not,
0: they're not trying to ting it, they're not trying to ting. Let's let that be known on this podcast. They're not trying to ting when it comes to Jolof. No, no, no. Jollof, was, was, i, I want to be invited back. So I'm not gonna <laughs> say anything. Yeah, yeah, be careful. But
3: uh, <laughs> like, as yeah, Johnny
0: yeah. would said multiple times
2: I'm, in this
3: podcast, yeah. Mad chat.
0: Yeah. Mad, mad chat. I've never heard anybody say this, Tommy.
2: I've never I've never I, heard I, anyone other uh, I've never heard anyone other than a Ghanaian defend Ghanaian Jolof against Nigerian, and I think that speaks for itself. Fucking
3: Ethiopians, bro. Shout out myself, yeah. Gone so Ethiopians. Got the the times, times I was so, spending. But in they Nigeria, didn't even eat rice. they even count? No, it's we mad. don't eat rice. Uh, but like um, the times I spent in Nigeria, obviously I, t- I tell the Nigerian man them. Obviously your jollof is better, right? Snake. <laughs> <laughs> when, when in Snake. Ghana, like I used to talk shit. Off. When in Ghana, I do the same thing. I'd be like, obviously Ghanaian jollof is both better. Sides. Right. Okay, but so now realistically, now you're home. Realistically, yeah. yeah. And this is probably my hottest take. Oh, don't lose his oh, followers. Shit. This is my hottest shit. take. Oh, shit. You guys are going to hit some oh, unsubscribes. Oh, okay. yeah, you I'm ready? Yeah. I can't taste the difference. <laughs> That's the
2: worst. <laughs> Voila. That is the big worst. Big facts. That's the worst he could have said.
3: I've, I've had it in country. I'm talking about authentic. I'm, I'm not gonna talking about this. auntie
0: in London. I'm going to play this section of the podcast to my mum. <laughs>
2: <laughs> call. You've outraged yeah. aunties. Expectacle. Oh boy. Um, nah, but, yeah, that was nah, the but most look, controversial
3: man. take though. But no, nah, look, I, look, <laughs> uh, Not uh, the I would love, none
0: of that. I would love, um, I would love to, to be able to just be on crud with this topic, but unfortunately I can't really be like, it is what it is. Nigeria is ripe for potential in very broad terms. But when you get into the weeds of it, man, it's, We are generations and generations away, and you know Ghana have um, have shot ahead in the race. So it is what it is. Um, Brighter days ahead, hopefully. Hundred percent, because the potential is huge. Yeah, we move. We move. So I was reading something this week, and it was um, pretty fucking hilarious. It was just a tweet, and then I did a little bit of deep, uh, a little bit more digging. Mm -hmm. Jackie Chan plans to leave his estimated three hundred and seventy million dollar to charity and not for his son, JC, J-A-Y-C-E-E. So apparently Jackie Chan gave birth to someone from NSYNC. (laughs) Chan, (laughs) Chan explains. Great chat. If he is capable, he can make his own money. If he is not, then he would just be wasting mine. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Holy that shit. Is That's a bar. That is
0: bars. Bar. Bar. Holy
2: shit. He's not even a single cent for uh, his
0: kids. And I did a little bit of digging. So apparently in 2014, JC? JC Chan, wait, so who wait. is also um, an actor and a musician, in 2014 was arrested for drug possession. Oh. And apparently that brought shame mm. onto mm. the Chan name. Shame. Shame. <laughs> you shame me. <laughs> and now Jackie Chan is on crud and he's Holy not shit. leaving anything for his son. Now, it had me thinking, man, I can't think of anything more odd. I always joke, right? When I see like parents and stuff who've got like tattoos of their kids' names and stuff all over their body, and I'm just like, what if that little shit turns out to be the biggest see you next Tuesday. And you got you got his name all tagged up on your neck and on your face. And now you can't get a job because you love your son too much. And they're intimidated <laughs> with people with tattoos. But jokes aside, I, I can't think of a situation in which you would ever want to amass a wealth like Jackie Chan's and not like leave some of that for your kids. I think it's dope when a, when these super rich people have these like uh, foundational plans and Mm -hmm. they want to give the majority of their wealth to charity. Mm -hmm. But like you don't necessarily have to leave 370 million for your family, for generations to come Mm -hmm. to be secure. Mm -hmm. You could leave a few mil and they could just make it happen or make it work, right? Not giving anything is like... Over drug possession. Yeah, so like. It's the, a bit mad, isn't when it? was that
3: drug possession? 2014. There was something more recent. Something else oh, happened yeah? a year ago. Oh, yeah? Where like he was in China trying to get from China to Hong Kong or into Macau or into one of the provincial Chinese territories yeah. and got caught with, I think, a bit of coke or a bit of weed or something. And it was more shame. Um, Bro, I've
0: seen them Jackie Chan movies. You think he ain't doing a line in between? Yeah, that's
3: true. Yeah, come
2: on. You think
0: man. Jackie Chan ain't doing a line like Rush Hour 3 when he's so, like, like 50 years old so trying I've to got, keep
2: up with Chris Tucker? I've got two views on this. So the first point is, you know, why, firstly, has Jackie Chan been allowed to amass a fortune of 30 <laughs> No, no, no. No, I'm not going to let you do that. Uh, uh, no, 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 hold no, on, no, hold on. No, I'm going no. to come at this from a different angle. I'm going to come at this from a different angle. I'm come this a different angle. I'm come this you different, ain't seen
0: Rumble in the Bronx, clearly. I'm going to
2: come at this from a different angle. Uh, firstly, that's an enormous amount of money. Nobody needs that much money. Okay. Second one is that if you didn't think you can get rich under communism. Uh, whoa. Didn't, didn't get rich under communism. Whoa. I mean, he lives in China. He's a Chinese citizen. Made his money in Hollywood. Paying Chinese tax. Sure. Made his money in Hollywood, though. Paying Chinese tax. It's like going abroad, making
3: money and returning the back to the country.
2: The point is, them lot got very good highways mm. <laughs> and very good healthcare, <laughs> And you can still be rich. I don't know right? if I can laugh. That's what's yeah. up. I don't know if I can laugh. That's the first point. Yeah. Second point is, Tutu's love Jackie Chan. He's probably about 67 years old now. Yeah. 68 years old. Yeah. If you can't kick the shit into an old age pensioner no, no, for no, your no, fortune.
0: Uh, yeah, Johnny, these Jackie Chan hot takes a while. Ja- Jackie Chan will fuck you up at 67.
2: Okay, so I'm waiting five, six years. Maybe you, you reckon are. You reckon you're getting
0: a hit on Jackie Chan?
2: No, but he's talking about his son. His son, If, if
3: you've done a decent job as a father, your son, and your Jackie Chan,
2: your son must be <laughs> must be
3: somewhat proficient be in some kind, kind of bit, that's that's martial art. That's not how up. it goes. To, goal, I think but. so.
2: If you can't pressure a 70 year old man Leave you some cash, then you don't deserve the pee in it. If you yeah. can't beat your dad up, you don't deserve an inheritance. working for it, yeah. That's what's, Johnny. Up. Real, it's Johnny. That's what's up,
0: Johnny. <laughs> it's
2: mad chat. If you can't beat up an old man, you don't deserve it. They, like in a few years, you just take the guy's TV license <laughs> away and he'll get rattled. You're gonna yeah? beat that the... guy's saying that he's not gonna leave Are you, you gonna, for 370 million pounds. No, you're getting banged in the face. Is, he, is what, and then he's going to hand over the pin code? Like, how
0: does it work? Like, run me through this. How does it work? You beat him up, and then he's like, oh, the we number take, to the vault is
2: sign the thing or I'll smash him again. With your mouth moving very quickly, yeah, but, yeah. The, the but out of sync. Titles, Tommy, yeah, yeah. Tommy, how would you approach it? <laughs>
0: This is quite common. If you were Jackie. So
2: this is quite common. Gordon Ramsay like said apparently the same there, thing. There
3: are tons. Of, like I remember yeah. this from uh, from the guy from Dragon's Den, Peter Jones. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm not leaving nothing to my kids. What? The Steve Jobs. There's a bunch of them who are yeah. all the same way in class. Why
0: are black people out here on this generational wealth shit? Why are the people with the generational wealth like, yeah, nah.
3: Well, that's the... I, uh, <laughs> it's a really, really...
0: pretty Yeah, like... Different, different starting points, what? you might argue. No, but you get my point, though. Like, what are we after if they get in, And they're just like, yeah, nah. Cause I'm not the biggest believer in this whole generational wealth shit. I'm kind of just like so, set your kids up for the one step ahead of what you had yeah, at the very least. Generational up, wealth, I think, is a flex for people who want to leave a legacy and have a bit too big of an ego. But um, but you're going to do what you can, right? But you are going to do what you can, and this kind of circles back to the whole Jackie Chan thing. Like, leave nothing.
2: So my so my mum for years, obviously, bless mumsy. Uh, Shout out, auntie, uh, socialist beep, teacher. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Um, once stuck it on me for crossing a picket line at her workspace. I crossed the picket line when I was 18. Uh, her friend was really mean to me and I was really upset about it because I was like a kid and uh, I got home and I was like Sandra was really mean to me at work and she said good you shouldn't have gone to fucking work you little prick. Um, <laughs> like old school socialist. she always said for years she wasn't going to leave me and my brother shit and obviously she raised us as good socialists and me and my yeah. brother were like good socialist kids and then yeah. and then mum was like "No, I'm not leaving you shit and me and Dave were like well hold on We'll fucking vote Tory if you don't. <laughs> so, so we'll, so we'll find out when the, uh, when that sad day Dad comes. That puts the fear of God in her, if, boy. Uh, if she's changed their mind, but uh, fuck knows. But I, it is quite common, and to an extent, I, I do, I do kind of get it. I do kind of. I think what I, I, think what I've always had in mind is that if, if inshallah I was fortunate enough to have money when I had kids, yeah. I would do everything I had to avoid them knowing it. I'm not particularly material. You guys know my dress in Uniqlo. I'm not particularly ostentatious. I like mm. a good holiday, but I don't have a lot of nice shit. I would do everything I could that my kids don't know we have much money. Why? Because I think that growing up as a rich kid and someone who was kicked out of boarding school, I can, I've can i seen what rich and privileged kids grow up to be like and they're You banged, assholes. One, of, you
0: banged one of them up. In it? the main. You smacked one of them up. Uh,
2: Probably, there's probably, yeah, probably not allowed to go into the, but anyway, right. <laughs> um, what even was the fucking, point? anyway, yeah, what, yeah, so why parents, would I not yeah. I want my kids to know that I had money? Because yeah. I think growing up as a rich kid makes you a dickhead, basically. I went to school with a lot I of rich know, kids bro. and they're all dickheads. I know a lot of really, really good, rich kids. Sure, and a lot of them are grounded because they've got good parents. But a lot, watch, a lot of uh, kids Game also from? see,
0: uh, I got to like season five, didn't see it through. Oh, okay, yeah. so you know who, but you know who Joffrey is, right?
2: Yeah. He's a dickhead. So
3: the final scene, I don't know. <laughs> spoiler alert! But basically, the final scene is uh, when Tyrion's giving the little speech as to who should be king. Yeah, and he says, uh, "The sons of kings make terrible leaders, right? Yeah. right. This is the wheel yeah, that yeah, our yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the wheel that our queen was trying to break, and mm-hmm. so this is the point, right? I think Jackie Chan is probably and and similarly with other billionaires, billionaires, millionaires, and whatever." Are probably fearful, similar to what Johnny was saying, that the money would corrupt. But you're dead, one way or another. But you are dead. So I think nothing is an extreme, right? But you're dead. But if how much did Jackie Chan worth? Three fifty. Three seventy, I think. Yeah. Three seventy. Yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So from that three seventy, if he was to give away uh whatever three fifty of it and leave his son twenty,
2: the guy's still set. Calm. Exactly, that's what calm. I'm saying. Be but
3: you leave. A kid who probably hasn't had to do much to earn this kind of money
2: ever except put up, whole
0: life. Except put up with the fact that Daddy was never there because he was spending more time with Chris Tucker. <laughs> That's the part that we yeah. don't talk about. Well, well, maybe Jackie Chan was a bad father. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe you were a bad dad, Jack. He's a great cop though. He'll yeah, cover right. he'll cover the fees. Maybe the maybe the reason why he's got maybe why J C is shooting lines in the back alleys is because you were
2: never there. Daddy wasn't there. Mm. It was uh, a cry for attention, and now yes. you're bl- and now you're blaming him. <laughs> to be fair, that's why I got into crack. <laughs> mm, lights and darks. Yes,
0: <laughs> no, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't really ever imagine a situation where, like, my kids would have to do something crazy, bro. Like crazy drug possession could literally be anything. A bag, do you know what I mean? Like it could be something minor. Mm. You know what I mean, like it's so, also
3: cultural in China. And
0: yeah, all that. I feel you, but like also when you are the son of a multi multi-millionaire super famous actor your life is already a little bit fucked Walked, from birth yeah. mm-hmm. it's already fucked from birth so there's a certain level of protection that you're always going to need um and if your dad because you've made a couple of mistakes and clearly we don't know the inner workings of so their relationship yeah. right we're talking on a broad level mm-hmm. if your dad doesn't even want to give you that protection when he's gone if he's alive and he's like fend for yourself until i'm gone mm-hmm. and and you're showing signs that that's not really good, then maybe he gives you less, as you just said, right? And gives the majority to charity. But like, JC's going to have kids, you would imagine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, legacy. You know, you could, you could put some money in the bank, in a, in a stocks account and Is say, he the only child? I don't know. Don't actually know.
3: Because that would be interesting if he's like, if he's breaking off the P to the rest of them yeah. and, and cutting him out. Yeah, I don't know. It, it <laughs> Do you may know what mean? Be, yeah, For
0: real, that would be dark. But like the but other like, members yeah, of NSYNC are getting P's and some, this guy's getting nothing. <laughs> yeah, like some achievable goals that releases funds in from the I don't know. There could be so many ways you could finance. I think this. he's tried all of that. I think this you is reckon? a move of a man who's just uh,
3: lost his end. patience. But basically. also, there's a difference
2: between like between your mum leaving you the family home when they go and leaving 370 million quid that produces two different kinds of dickheads but, but jackie will be dead but he i mean okay fine but the In chan the, name will not yeah, like, <laughs> it, yeah. But, but even before but again before jackie dies his kid will know his kid's waiting for him to die to get 370 million quid right if johnny knew that he was about to get 370 on the day that
0: like his dad jackie chan died he'd be like
3: he's been talking about sweet chin i was music. gonna say <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, want, you want some coffee?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tastes funny. That, uh, must be the milk. Keep drinking. Don't worry about it. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, like, Loki, I'm kind of on board. Yeah, I'm sense. kind <laughs> of on board with, I, on, I wow. kind of I am as yeah, well. Yeah, don't leave him with right kind of, well. This is state, like man, Nigeria and
0: out. Ghana. I was expecting a completely different response in from you. Se- e-
2: in
3: the sense <laughs> that I'm, I'm on board the in the sense that you can't leave him with nothing, for sure. Right? He's your son and all the rest of it. But leaving that kind of money to someone. Who you yourself as a father don't doesn't think can handle it or whatever? Rate him. Then you're almost there's a there's a you're a rap aficionado. There's a Jay Z lyric in one of the songs where he talks about uh, buying his nephew a car that he died in or whatever. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, right? So if he's, he if he's gonna leave his son three hundred mil and three years later he dies of an overdose because he's got unlimited money. It's, uh, whether you're there or not, it's going to be playing on your mind before you leave that money, right? Nah. So I think he's come to the conclusion that this kid can't manage this money. He's not worth money. the investment, right? You know, it's
2: not worth it. He just can't manage it. Yeah, I don't think he'll be nah, able to put up yeah.
1: Cold-blooded
2: Johnny yeah, and cold Tommy. No, nah, kind of. Make your, own, make your own way in the world, man. Make your own way. Uh, to uh, and uh, to an extent, if, off, there's, if there's a look, if you've deserved it and there's a little something to fall back on, that got a little A at, the, at school, the, two the, mil. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you but, I mean? but if there's something that helps you genuinely to like fall back on and makes things a little bit more comfortable, having earned your own shit, fine. But like, you don't. I don't think just because your dad's rich, you've got the right to be an asshole till he dies. I don't think that's right. Mm. Or step up, prove yourself, man, bang him in the face, and then get your peas in it. Yeah, I'd prefer to do. Make that a
3: film anyways. with Jack, with Chris Tucker's kid. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like Hollywood scripts 101 no, they're, right? they're, they're, remakes their yeah.
2: sons have that would be very slow hour because yeah. they might have got no pressure on them yeah, I am um,
0: I hated <laughs> Rush Hour I, mean, I think I'm one of the only people who just like really didn't like Rush Hour no way I like Rush Hour, Rush hour 3 because it had Nomi Lenoir in it who was Claude McAlele's ex-wife and she's like ten ten. I know it's the worst one but she's the best one. Mm. Um, and she was
2: bold in that, right? She had the tattoos yeah, and stuff.
3: Yeah, 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 she was, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. very
2: that's, good. That is a ten ten franchise, I and I almost almost feel like it's heinous. I know that you would even suggest that. Yeah,
0: I guess it's because I never really liked. <laughs> I never, yeah, I never really like. I think Chris Tucker was just way too like theatrical for hey, my Jenny. for my comical <laughs> taste. I don't know. Too filter fish. Too much, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Tommy. Yes. I mean, we got a new music section, but we're still kind of waiting on for you. Yeah, so we do we're still kind of
2: waiting for you to bless us. Brov. We like, we end every episode like, with you, the new have music. Have you got section?
0: the Oasis song I have,
2: ready? I have, I have, uh, All right, so that? Should, we, should we? Should I introduce? I introduce does you. There, does introduce there need it? to be? a... Um, Step uh,
3: inside the iron, iron. Uh,
2: I um,
0: I again, this is gonna sound crazy, following my Chris Tucker take, but. Not the biggest Oasis fan, man. What do you mean? Uh, I think I think they're what? Pr- I think they're pretty terrible. There's bro. two, three days. Like, what? I was, three big songs. I was a blur guy. I was a blur guy. I just feel like you were blur no, over Oasis. Oasis over blur. I understand yeah, why you, you you cock <laughs> Mr. Caucasian Patois like, giving it big, like staying at the pub ten hours Pop a day, life. blah blah blah. <laughs> you love all that shouting, headbutting your buddies stuff, right? So I understand <laughs> so, I, so I understand why it's Oasis true. works for you, but we've me, come like, full circle. Yeah, like you know me. Like calm. Damon is one of like one of my musical heroes. So I've always been with his journey. Yeah, I just don't really like... And also His journey the, the took Gallagher, him to Yeah, he did Blur Gorillaz. did Niles Barkley. Then he did... Uh, good. No, he didn't do Niles. That was... That was Gorillaz, wasn't no, it? No, that was Danger Mouse and CeeLo Green. Uh, but he did the Same guy, him. isn't it? No, no, Cilo no. CeeLo Green, no, no. Niles no, no, Barkley. No. CeeLo Green is from the Dungeon family, which is an outcast affiliate. And Di- Danger Mouse is a producer. He's completely separate.
2: Okay, I, yeah, I thought yeah. Niles Barkley and CeeLo Green was the same geezer with a different name. Nope, 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 nope. It's two people. Niles Barkley two people. Um, Am I... Racist? Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: but we've already established that. Um, well, you don't like Oasis, yeah, like, so you're racist. <laughs> that could be true. That like be true. Blur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do like Blur. That though. just makes you weird. But yeah, no, he did Blur, gorillas The Good, The Bad, The Queen, Marley music. He's done loads oh, of wow. shit, man. He's a legend. He's a legend. Um, but yeah, I don't really like Oasis. But we're talking to you, Martin. We are literally our yes. new music Ooh. section. Single of you. the week. Man, like Tommy. Take it <clears> away, <throat> baby.
3: I sold my soul for the second time mm-hmm. Cause the man don't pay me I begged my landlord for some more time Oh, banger He said, son, the bill's waiting hey, My best I friend do know this called song. me the other night it's, it's, I've clicked It's a banger He yeah. said, mm-hmm. man, you mm-hmm. crazy This isn't how it goes but it's My good. girl f- it is how it goes, man <laughs> That's got enough, though. That's good, no. though. We,
2: we give man the claps in there. No, no, yeah, well, done, well, done. Thank you. Well, well done. done. Well, well done, well done. Auto-tune that. Yeah. <laughs> auto-tune that.
0: Give it, give, it, give it the... Uh, what's Bro, his name? If I, I do to auto-tune, auto-tune
2: <laughs> on this, that would be so fucking fire. What's
3: the auto-tune, auto-tune Don's name, man? T-Pain. T-Pain yes. Give it the what's
2: T-Pain treatment. What's auto-tune Don's name? That's that's mad chat. That's racism as well, I think. Yeah, I'm with you on this, to be fair. Yes. She
0: brought us drinks to drink. We drunk Got drunk Shakespearean <laughs> That is yes. Shakespearean This has been sick Have we got any other topics That we need to talk about I don't think we have I think we've uh, what we the people up Exhaustive mm-hmm. Tommy bruv This is your first time Recording the podcast It is What do you me. think about
3: it man I think uh, you guys Were very delicate In in taking my cherry I think uh, <laughs> Okay well What <I> <laughs> No, no, first podcast. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for the invitation. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's surreal. I, I, I mean, like, it's always what I thought it'd be, just basically chatting a bit of shit with my friends.
0: There you go, man. That's the beautiful up. thing. That's the vibe. It's a beautiful thing. We are going to end on a serious note, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's commemorative. It's celebratory. You know that we typically record these podcasts um, a few days before you get them, but it's, um, yesterday was Stephen Lawrence Day, um, which is a recognized day in the British calendar, mm-hmm. uh, in case you're wondering. For everybody who knows a story, people who are learning about the story know how significant as well that was in the overall story of UK modern history in terms of what it meant for the policing system, what it meant for the legal system, and what it meant for um, the face of the fight against racism in the UK. Mm-hmm. And we spoke about tipping points earlier today, This was a big one with regards to UK's history. You can plant that next to things like the Brixton riots, um, the riots thereafter, Mark Duggan's death and so on and so forth. But way back when, in 1993, uh, this young kid was taken from us because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I work for a huge uh, multinational company and I was given the privilege. You guys know that I run um, the black professional community at my work and I was given the the distinct honor of having a panel discussion with uh, two very, very um, amazing, inspirational, interesting people who at various different stages of the Stephen Lawrence story were involved. You got Paul Anderson Walsh, who was the co-founder of, who is, sorry, the co-founder of the Center for Inclusive Leadership now, but was the former CEO of the Stephen Lawrence Charitable Trust, which was launched with his mother, Baroness Doreen Lawrence. And also um, a young um, filmmaker, producer, artist, culture keeper called Max Cyrus, who was also the co-writer of a really beautiful, brilliant, amazing short film, if you want to call it that, called Never Forget Stephen Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing to speak to these two gentlemen about their journeys um, and across a couple of different topics around allyship and how we need allies, intersectionality and how, you know, being black is difficult, but being a black woman is even more difficult. Being a black transgender person even more so Mm -hmm. the different intersections and which and aspects of our personality which bring the challenges with them and it was beautiful it was beautiful to be a part of it there was loads of things going on there was like TikTok sponsored celebration of his day which was a concert from 7 p.m yesterday and a whole bunch of things youtube live dedications and so on and so forth it was a beautiful thing to be a part of Um, i say all of that to say You know, he is in our memories, in our hearts Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're we're continuing to fight the good fight and yeah, shout out to his mother, shout out to everybody who's been involved um, with that movement for all of these years, because boy, oh boy, nearly three decades. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it it, it has. And that's a very, very long time. And a lot has happened. If you don't know that Stephen Lawrence story, go read about it. Mm -hmm. Um, The McPherson report, which came out when he was initially, when the case was wrongfully sort of thrown out of court, changed the fucking game mm-hmm. um and continues to do so in many respects so yeah man shout out to stephen lawrence on stephen lawrence day and look we we we, we keep fighting
3: i think uh stephen lawrence probably represents the best example in the uk of uh rest in power i think
0: 100 so, rest in power man. Mm-hmm. rest in power um we already bigged up new music i'll get that aj tracy that like flu, what's it called? Flu game, yeah. Mm-hmm. AJ Tracy, flu game, new album. When, when's down. the
2: vinyl of your record out, Tommy, as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's uh, it out? Well, we'll see how the autotune works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big up, Tommy, for coming down, Shout man. Shout out. Thanks uh, for having hey. me, guys. Oi, 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 oi. And as ever, it is. this could end terribly. And boy, oh boy, did it nearly end terribly this <laughs> Almost. week. Almost. <laughs> boy, oh boy, what a did week. it nearly. Um, but we are still here. Baby. That's what's up. Big up, big up.